the social introvert. Is jazz essentially black music? Oh, well, jazz is essentially human music. So what that means is that anybody who has a, who has a, a sufficiently rich conception of human life and can, and, can, and can express that through musical composition. But or more great jazz artists probably. Have been Negroes? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because more of them played it. And why was that? Well, because they invented it. I mean, it <laughs> Expensive cologne, I spray a fragrance. I might say home and count this paper. Niggas switch up, but that come later. I'm still in the cup with a bitch named Taya. Pillow talking, that ain't playing. Let's go shopping, cop some flavor. Take a flight to somewhere else. I got a bitch in Venezuela. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a new house getting worked on. That's under construction. I got a new bitch with a two-tone. Bro, like she thugging. Wrote a poem, I made you love it. Looked out and I made you suck it. Send it over that pussy bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got instincts and I trust them. Hop in the Bentley coupe and I flush it. I got a wrist piece, don't touch it. I got a fleet of scene if I bust it. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert podcast i'm your host sid davis this is episode 449 you can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as soundcloud stitcher apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify if you want to follow me on social media you can follow me on instagram and twitter at i said davis i have other social media handles as well the instagram podcast page is at the social introvert podcast Twitter's podcast page is at social intro pod. You can also follow me on TikTok at I Sid Davis. And I usually post while well, I'm more consistent on the BYNK radio page on TikTok. So I post there a little more consistently than I do my own account. So give me a follow there and uh, just, you know, stay tuned for more updates. Send your thoughts. You got any questions? Need any advice? Could be about anything. Uh, if you just want to send, you know, if you want to send something, you know, gratitude or just like, hey, I like the show, doesn't matter. Send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. So um, I just want to start this off by saying rest in peace to Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo is a female rapper of 3 Six Mafia. From way back in the day. This is before they really hit their peak around, I want to say, I want to say their peak might have been most known unknowns album. I I don't I don't know. People would disagree, but I've always loved 3-6 Mafia. But Gangsta Boo was a member of the group 3-6 Mafia. And I had the biggest crush on Gangsta Boo. I don't know why till this day. Anytime her name pops up, if she's featured anywhere, I'm running to it. And I, I just can't help it. I love her so much. But uh, the, the reports came out that she passed due to a fentanyl overdose. And uh, it just made me sad because I'm like, what the fuck is this fentanyl shit? And why haven't, like, why isn't there anything being done? at all like it's running rampant now uh and i'm not trying to make this a case of where i I care about that more because that can be taken in that way you know certain drugs hit the streets and you know it, it affects the black community horribly but the moment um you know our 
counterparts are you know our, our white brothers and sisters and shit get hooked on it and and it becomes like an epidemic and it's like yo like stop it everything on pause we got to get this off the streets and it's it's sad and it sucks when one of our own gets their hands on this shit because i, I didn't understand what fentanyl was up until maybe late last year and I didn't know how lethal it could be. And when I found that out, I said, like, yo, this shit's got to go. This shit has to get that out of here. That has to go. Not saying that the other drugs don't need to go because they do. But this has become a real problem. This has become a major problem. Uh, but yeah, rest in peace to Gangsta Boo. I love her so much. I had one of the biggest, biggest, biggest crushes, man. Like I had an infinity for her, man, at one point. Still do, but, you know, it, it's just sad. And I didn't know that she was that young. She was only 43 years old. So it made me think, you know, going back when it came to, you know, the old 3-6 Mafia, it made me think, I was like, damn, she was that young spitting like that. Like, And to me, she was one of the doper uh, members of 3-6 Mafia. So, yeah, man, legendary fucking legendary oh real quick that song that you heard at the beginning of this podcast is expensive cologne by monroe flow and dame dame is the producer of the track monroe flow is the first artist to drop a project of 2023 he's the first one so that that's big as he would say big that's big um (laughs) the name of the project is titled the player's retreat it's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out. Uh, I don't want to say it too early because I do like his previous album, which is um, Scarred for Life. Scarred for Life is maybe like 20 tracks and all of them bang from front to back. This one is about eight tracks and he hasn't missed yet. Like at all. I don't know if it's the, the the fly talk that some of these rappers be on or is it the beats? Like your currencies and your Monroe flows, your Larry June, Primo Rice, uh it, it Pilo, it's it's a lot of these guys that that have this formula and they stick to that formula. L E S and they don't miss. I don't know if it's the production or if it's like that fly talk they be on. And it's never the, when they rap, it's never the the rah-rah, shoot them up shit. And that's what I like about them the most. That's, that's what I love about them. It ain't all about that. I'm just curious to know. Because I'm like, all the beats be hard. And what they be talking about is even better. So, I don't know. But anyway, let me move on from that. This project is titled, once again, The Player's Retreat by Monroe Flow and Dame. Go check it out. I believe who's on here? Who's featured on this project? Larry June and an artist by the name of, let me check. Is it S? No, no, no. My bad. Not SB. Uh, Black C from RBL Posse. Shout out to RBL Posse. So, yeah, really dope uh, project. So, man, I wanted to kind of get into this Tory Lane's Meg the Stallion thing real quick just real brief man because what this is is just a case if they want you to be guilty they're gonna do what they can to make you be guilty no matter what details were given no matter how uh jacked up the other side was and how they didn't have their shit together 
Doesn't matter. If they want you to be guilty and the court of public opinion has made you guilty by default, oh, we, yeah, you're going to be guilty on all three counts. I just want to say shame on a lot of people, on a lot of people, because after this happened, there were some details that came out about Tory Lanez's past, um, his behavioral issues, uh, him being kicked out of his dad's home uh, after his, you know, his mom died. He just got into a lot of problems. Dad kicked him out. Then he went to go live with his grandmother. Grandmother kicked him out. He went to go live with his cousin. Cousin kicked him out. And then I believe as he was leading up, getting close to, I want to say his debut album, I told you. Prior to that, he got kicked out of his sister's home. So those details came out. And I laughed. I just I just laughed because I'm like, wait a minute, if you're a Tory fan, if you if you care that much to kind of, you know, look through his background or if you're a fan of his music, all of that is on display. All of that. He talks about it, especially after I want to say what uh, what album is that? I believe um, it was right. I'm trying to think of the name of the album. But at the end of the album, he goes into the story about the day that his mom died and he was on his way home and he didn't know like what was going on or anything like that. And his, you know, his sister looked confused. So he was trying to figure out what happened. And then it, it basically he found out walking up into his driveway that his mom passed. And I, I'm trying to think of the name of the album where he talked about it. Let me see here. Um, give me one second. I apologize. Memories don't die. Memories don't die is a lot of um, topics that he gets into when it talks about death and, and where he grew up at. And then towards the end, he gets into the um, the passing of his mom. Prior to all of this, this is before the debut album, he has a project called Lost Cause. And I believe the the... the Intro track is called Grandma's Crib or something like that. But the entire tra uh, project of Lost Cause is the falling out between him and his grandmother. Hell, the debut album is his sister kicking him out of her home. And, you know, it, the, the entire story is him being homeless and then him going to live with his girl. Then he's doing his best to not met the, to mess that up. And then out of nowhere, the, the deal comes. The record labels reach out to him if you really listen to the debut album i'm saying all of that to say shame on you because when it comes to you know a, your george floyd your uh, ahmaud arbery's and and out uh, uh, i can't think his name forgive me um trayvon martin all of these other people that have passed away their past has been bought up for some odd reason. It could be something minor like a damn traffic violation or uh, maybe like a behavioral issue at school when I'm, you know, it just shit like that. You know, you do a little hell raising when you're a kid. It happens, okay? I just, I think it's so shameful that y'all went out of y'all way to put that out there. And it's in his music, so I'm not, I'm not trying to sit there and cop out for it, but it's like, why would that be 
the excuse used or see he did this so that's what led up to him shooting uh allegedly shooting meg the stallion in the foot which he really didn't shoot her in the foot at all he's the one who tried to de-escalate the entire thing the details are out there but yet they want to put this man guilty on all three charges it's a fucking shame it is really a shame but it's so funny to me we other situations like the school shooters and then the Brock Turner situation where he sexually assaulted the girl, um, the, the the drunk girl behind the dumpster at the university or something like that. And to to cop out for him, the, the cop out was his swimming record was impeccable or some shit. Like they try to make him look like Michael Phelps or something. And I'm like, what the f-? like? Nah, fam, throw him to like throw him to the ringer, bro. Like put him in the fire, put him in the fucking fire. And it's a shame. And when it happens to black people, oh no, well, he did this, or da 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 da. So, of course, he did this. This was what led up to that. Like, that's bullshit. That is complete bullshit. And I don't like that one bit. But um, I found something here on hotnewhiphop.com. Let me go to it real quick. Uh, let me see. Tory Lane's case, 47 prosecution. Exhibit surfaces, including Meg the Stallion X-ray. It's been over a week since the jury found Tory Lanez guilty on all three counts in the trial surrounding the shooting of Meg the Stallion. From diehard fans online to his own father, the outcome of the trial became a divisive point of conversation online. And it shouldn't be divisive. The details are out there. The details are out. So I don't know why there's such a divide. Uh, Deputy District Attorneys Alexander Bott and Kathy Ta tay or whatever i don't know uh showed the jury 47 exhibits to push for tory's conviction now that the case is closed the exhibits of evidence used in the case have finally hit the internet street tv obtained evidence from the case which includes much of what appeared in the trial firstly x-ray images of meg the stallion's injuries and bloodied foot surfaced along with pictures of the show casings at the scene of the crime additionally lapd body cam footage and a neighbor surveillance video from the scene surfaced online. The 35-minute video, plus-minute video, Jesus, also includes several text messages that helped the prosecution secure their conviction, one of which is Tory's apology to Meg after the shooting. The second comes from Kelsey Nicole, who, whoa, there's a typo there. Oh, geez. Who messaged <laughs> Meg's bodyguard, Justin Edison, Tory shot Meg, all 47 exhibits appeared online a few days after Tory's jail cell to Kelsey Nicole emerged. The call, which became critical in the prosecution case, includes an apology to Nicole and Meg the Stallion, though he didn't outright admit to shooting anyone. Um, I'm going to stop there. And then, then it says, Tory Lanez was taken into custody after he was convicted. A jury handed down guilty verdicts on all charges with the firearm causing great bodily injury, possession concealed, loaded an unregistered firearm in a vehicle, and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. That was the one that I said that they would probably get him for. The other ones didn't make sense to me. It didn't. Because I, I was told, or from what we heard, not I was told, from what we heard that the gun was actually registered and licensed in his name. So I'm like, where did that come from? But anyway... Uh, he returns to court on January 25th for his sentence. Um, let me see. I just, uh, you know, 
I wonder if they're gonna have him do an appeal with this, because I'm, I'm still confused. And like I said, they're gonna do whatever they can to lock you up. LAPD ain't shit. That's not a secret. They joke about it in movies. But I'm 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 really really confused. Um, it's it's just why don't they talk about Kelsey Nicole? We didn't know who she was prior to all of this. Meg never bothered to put her her homegirl on like that either. Because she could have did that all the while. And this is a whole. No one talks about the, this being a crime of passion or anything like that. No one. Why hasn't the crime of passion come up? Period. He was messing around with both of them. He felt guilty. He wanted to point it out. It became a bigger issue. The two women get into a fight. These, these broads are from Houston. I don't, you know what? I'm trying to be mature about it. I'm really trying to be mature about it. So um, I can't say what I really wanted to say. But the details are out there. The voicemails and text messages, that's already been on display. I don't know why they're acting like this is new information that's been put out there. I don't get it. And then I remember that phone, the phone call that he made to Kelsey Nicole came out just a few days ago. And they were like, oh, yeah, he did it. He's guilty. He sounds guilty. And I'm like, he didn't outright admit that he shot Meg. He was just saying that he knew he was going to get in trouble. He was the one that was going to take the fall for everything. Of course, they're not going to pin anything on Kelsey Nicole. Of course. Like, it's Tory. This is a dude. They He has to be guilty. The gun is registered in his name. He was the one. He had a gun in his hand trying to de-escalate the situation, shooting in the air, trying to break up the fight. But that's not enough. We're going to pin it on his ass anyway because we want to go home for Christmas and New Year's and sit on our asses and not do a damn thing about it. So let's just throw all three counts on him. Have a good day. That's basically what this is, man. That's really what this is. And a lot of y'all made this out to be um, black men versus black women. This is not about that one bit at all. This is about the goddamn justice system. But I'm not going to make the episode about this solely. I kind of want to get into something else uh, really quick. Ooh, oh, my phone fell. Let me see. Let me get into some new music, man, because uh, this, this is ridiculous. Um, what do I want to play? What do I want to play? Uh, I don't know what I want to play. I really don't. There's so much music that dropped. Um, a lot of old shit that I've gone back to. A lot of old shit that I've gone back to. Let me see what I want to play here. Give me one second. I'm going to play something from Smoke Dizzum. He dropped a project called Money for Dummies. Um, not bad. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. Uh, one of my favorite tracks off of here is called "What Would Push Do." Check it out. Kush God, bitch, with the weight like 5200 for the peas, with the apes like. I got a couple in the air on a straight flight. Brand new flow, and you can get it for the base price. Bring the lab rats, see what it tastes like. A1 product, get your cake right. A was riding dirty on a late night. Silly nigga got pulled over for a brake light. Stand up, nigga, never ran, never fall. No, I'm heavy on the soul. But today we selling bass. Bass. Nigga, 
baby, someone bass. Bass. Right. Yeah, I remember I ain't having had to scramble. Now it's 2500 for the flannels. Flipping 16s, that's my angle. That's a safe bet, I would take it on FanDuel. Give you samples on the sample. Anytime I get a chance to, how I handle. Let them chase the crumbs like Gretel and Hansel. I was on the rich like Max was on the grand crew. Stand up, nigga, no, I stand on the cold. No, I'm heavy on the soul. But today we selling bass. Bass. Today we selling bass. Once again, that is What Would Push Do by Smoke Dizza off of the brand new project, Money for Dummies. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check that out. He actually dropped it right before the end of the year. It's, it's, it's a couple of y'all artists that kind of snuck out something right before the end of the year. Come on, man. I was waiting on some Smoke Dizza, too, but he did drop an album during, a, I think, early fall called 10,000 Hours. Not bad, either. I like that, too, a lot. So... I, I had a good Christmas and I had a good New Year's. Like I said before, I'm not the type of person that gets in like into the whole spirit of Christmas. You know, everyone, not everyone, but there's some people who still follow the formulaic tradition of what Christmas is. They still do it. <clears throat> I have no problem with it. That's why I still say on this podcast, like five some odd years later, uh, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, blah, 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 Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, I, I name them. And there's more holidays included than the ones that I name. But I still do it because people still hold it near and dear to their heart, you know? Not throwing shade at anybody, but me just growing up and researching holidays and what they really mean and going back to like the origin of what Christmas really is and finding out certain things and then going to the origin of Easter and finding a, finding out what that really is. And it's like, oh, shit, this is this is what it is. This is what it is. Oh, no. And it, it doesn't take away anything. I still celebrate holidays like Christmas and everything because when I got time off work, I ain't doing shit. I got spoiled. I got two four day weekends. So, yeah, I've been spoiled recently. Um. So, I got an MPC-1. It's a beat machine. And, man, do I love it. I love it. Uh, but it's been quite some time. They've updated MPCs, and I'm trying to get used to the new version of MPCs. Uh, it's not hard. Not hard at all, but I just got to get used to the, the workflow of it. I'm only used to the OGs, like the MPC that like Jay Dilla and them used and the one that DJ Quick uh, used. I'm used to that, but a lot of those are out of date, which is annoying as shit. Unless you have like old, you know, programs to use and shit like that. I'm not going to get into that. Got an MPC one and I got some things off of Amazon. So where I am, I'm here in North Carolina, right? You know, family is here and shit like that. I didn't get to see my mom, unfortunately, uh, which is fine. You know, it's, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> So we we had some family that's here and everyone got a Christmas present. Everybody. Except me. I'm the only one that didn't get shit. 
okay? Like I said, I don't really take shit. Like, I, that means shit to me. Like, Christmas is, like, for, like, kids and shit. Like, to watch them get excited and open presents up and make a damn mess. That's for them. I don't care. I'm a 33-year-old man. I'm a big, grown-ass man, okay? But I didn't get anything. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'm sitting here watching Game of Thrones tapping away on beats for, like, the rest of the night. I go to sleep. I wake up the next day, and one of the family members, you know, um, took it upon themselves to... So they they came and sat down near me, okay, and <laughs> oh man, and they they call they called their bank, and they wanted to transfer money to my account, hundred dollars, and you know it's just like it, it was a, a Christmas gift basically, and I'm not turning down a hundred dollars. Thank you so much. I highly appreciate it. That like. Oh, man, I, I kiss you right now. Thank you. But in a way, I, I really did feel a way. Like, it didn't feel like it was almost like out of pity. Maybe I'm taking it wrong. I don't know if I am. Please tell me if I'm taking this wrong. But the remark that came from them was, well, everyone else got something for Christmas. You're not going to be the only one that sits here and don't get nothing for Christmas. As if I was going to take it to heart. I still think there's this thing that I, and it's, I mean, it's, it's common knowledge. It's like, yeah, duh, Sid. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's this thing where family members still look at you as if you're this child that's going to cry if he doesn't get something, right? You know that thing where uh, there, there could be like a, a number of kids that want the same thing, and if all of them don't get that same thing, uh, maybe a couple of them be fine, but there might be that one that might throw a tantrum and be upset and act out. I don't, I don't know if they were trying to look at me in that way, but I, like I said, I didn't get offended. It was just like weird to me in a sense. Like it, it was, I guess they were upset that I didn't get something. So I guess they wanted to play like a tit for tat type of situation. It was like, it was some friction going on there, and I didn't know what to make of it, and it bothered me. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was weird. I'm like, thank you for the $100. This, I, I didn't get rude about it or anything, but I'm thinking to myself, thank you for the $100. But, I mean, I just feel like you did that just tit for tat to be you know spiteful towards the folks that didn't give me anything for christmas you know what you know what i'm saying like it was just it was strange but you know i, I was appreciative of the 100 dollars, and um <coughs> excuse me and that was that but i just thought it was it was weird man and I, I didn't understand it but anyway um yeah, overall, I had a good time. I went to Greenville, then I went to New Bern for New Year's. That was fun. And that was about it. But it kept lingering in my head. I'm like, what was that for? And I think it's a testament to of me being just, you know, very chill and quiet person. I don't say, I can, when I talk, I could talk. But 
most times I don't really say much. I'm just chilling, chilling for the most part. I'm, I'm observant. Um, and I kind of, you know, I peep things, uh, like I have a lot of discernment within me. I, I hate it sometimes, but it's a great thing that I have, um, discernment for any type of situation, reading the room, checking the temperature in the area, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, that's a great thing. It's a, it's a gift and a curse. I just, I don't know what to think of it. And I still feel like it was a way to be like kind of tit for tat. Like, aha, he still got something for Christmas regardless that you didn't give him anything. And and I don't want it to be that way. Um, Yeah, man, it's shit, man. And I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm the only person that has family drama or family issues. Everyone does. But... I'm I'm really starting to see, and then I've seen it for a long time, but I'm really starting to see, like, when the the certain family members that don't come around, I get it, because I'd be sitting there, I'm like, damn, I ain't seen such and such in like forever, bro, like, damn, and then I see him once in a blue moon, and we just hit it off, and we just laughing and giggling and chilling, but when it comes to the other folks, it's like. I ain't really fucking with them, but I fuck with you, said. You know, I, I fuck with you heavy, man. You my dog. But I see it now. It's more apparent. I get it. But, man, um, I, I just hope everyone had a great Christmas and a Hanukkah and a Boxing Day and a New Year and shit like that. Like, I hope all of you had a good time. I know a lot of us were lonely or felt lonely or what have you, but um, I, don't, I really don't know what to say beyond that. Except for it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Uh, For those who probably feel like you might not be able to make friends, you will make friends in due time. Find something that you really love to do. Get into that community. And it'll come come around. It'll come alive. And all that shit that you thought in your head, like, man, I'm, I'm this and I'm that, or I'm awkward, or I'm weird, or... Um, my family, this and that, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Um, you'll forget all about that. You'll see him from time to time, but you will eventually get your own squad of people, your your family, your family ain't always about being blood related. And I learned that a long time ago, and I'm glad I didn't learn that now. There's a lot of people I know that are just finding out about that now, and it's, it's kind of crazy, uh, but can't blame them. But I, I, I just want to say, um, yeah, use this year, 2023, to kick ass. Don't let nothing hold you back. If you're afraid, do it anyway. If you're, if you're, if you're terrified of stepping up to achieve a goal, just do it anyway. You might fall and fail. Get the fuck up and do it again. And keep doing it. Don't stop. Um, with that being said, that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode 449 of the social introvert podcast. Ooh, my allergies are kicking my tail. Uh, sorry about that real quick. Um, shout out to all my favorites, the usual podcast that I I listen to y'all know who y'all are. I do it every week. Shout out to the BYNK family. I got to go to, um, I got to go downtown to the library, man, so I can um, 
do my homework, man, because I'm a little behind. I got to catch up before the vacation ends. <laughs> but with that being said, Happy New Year. I love you. Thank you for listening and supporting the Social Introvert Podcast. Much, 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 much more on the way. New content, new everything. And um, just stay tuned, man, and, and enjoy the ride. Peace. The Social Introvert. Same haters, it's all my right. BYK Radio.